This is Free Talk Live, and it's the live Christmas Eve edition of the program, also Saturday night uh, version of the show. So we are here to talk to you about what you want, because, you know, darn it, people still listen to the radio on the holidays. In fact, what better time, in my opinion, to be on the radio and live than on the holidays, because all kinds of people are traveling around, and no, fact is, radio is probably the most listened to in the car. So if you're out there listening in tonight, welcome. Uh, we are here to take your phone calls about anything. And when I say we, I mean Ian. And Julia. Uh, once again, 855-450-FREE is our number. That's toll free. It's brought to you by SACL CAI. It's one 855 And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Now, the features uh, on the site there, we give them to you. Unlike a lot of those talk shows out there, the big national shows that want to rake in as much money as they possibly can from you, five, six, seven, eight bucks a month is what they charge. We give it all away. And I bet you'll find that Free Talk Live has more for free on our website than many of the pay sites have behind their paywall. But go and see for yourself over at freetalklive.com, and you'll actually see how you can interact uh, with other listeners in a variety of ways. And the main way on the site is to actually allow you to control the site content. So if you find something online that you think is interesting and you would like to share that with other listeners, you just submit it as show prep and then it pops up on our site. Others can then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site at freetalklive.com. So it's a great way to kind of see what other Free Talk Live listeners think is, is interesting or fun or important uh, out there on the web. And uh, so, well, once again, it's all free, freetalklive.com. Of course, we have, uh, uh, as usual, just a, a load of stuff to talk about tonight, but the phone lines are open at 855-450-FREE. Uh, so to start things out here uh, this evening, there's news about uh, the police going from home to home, entering people's homes with a locksmith. Now, why would they be doing that? That's disturbing. Yeah. I thought you meant knocking on people's doors at first. Well, I I would hope they're knocking before they come in. But all that said, if you're not home, they're coming in. And that is really disturbing. The the story is out of WPRI.com. Westerly, Rhode Island, National Grid, which is a power company or, or a gas company, I think, Sends, uh, says technicians are continuing to work on a natural gas outage in Westerly and that some rest- restorations will be made uh, overnight. This was on, on Wednesday. Uh, 70 technicians will be working throughout the overnight hours to turn the gas back on. But the story goes on to say that uh, they're actually going from, uh, from house to house and entering people's homes. And apparently they've updated the story since I last looked at it here that to remove almost all the information about the police coming around. But the original headline was that police were going from home to home and entering homes to shut off the gas because there's some sort of a gas uh, gas problem. So is that justification for the police to enter your home? Um, I don't think so. I, You know, I have a hard time believing that the police wouldn't maybe open some drawers while they were in someone's house and they weren't around. What if somebody had money? What if somebody had a, a bong sitting out or well, a marijuana cigarette? there's that cigarette? too, but I mean, just what if you're the thought pot? of anybody, like regardless of police officer, because police officers are people, right? Mm-hmm. They're just people with jobs and some of them are really good guys and some of them aren't. 
but the thought of somebody walking around in my house because they broke in basically when I'm not home and I'm not aware of it that well, it's not makes breaking, me nervous. It's not breaking in when they do it, Julia. But you it is breaking in. You're right. I mean, physically it is breaking in, but uh, you know, the, the technical legal definition of breaking and entering would probably not apply here. Because no, I'm sure it doesn't. But I just am disturbed by the concept of anybody being in my home when I'm not there. Absolutely, <laughs> especially people who don't have your best interests at heart. And I realize that some people want to, you know, tell themselves a story about uh, the police and um, you know how they're out there to help us. And it would be great if they really were. Some of them are, I right. think. I think I think some of them do the right thing some of the time, but a lot of the time they're doing the wrong thing and they're arresting peaceful people. And as long as the police make it their business to arrest peaceful people, uh, they're scary. And I don't want scary people walking around my house. And the, the article does have a, a one little blip. It says, if no one is home at the time when the gas agents come by, the technicians, police officers, along with a locksmith, have been entering homes to shut the valves off. So it's true. I would say that it's not justified at all, but at the very least, there's somebody else there, the locksmith, present. They're not on their own. I suppose. I see I'm not saying that from. makes it right. Right. But I would feel ever so slightly more comfortable about somebody being in my home if there was somebody else there on the job. I wonder what the uh, you know the reason for for that is. I mean, uh, there's probably a good reason for it from the gas company's perspective to to go in and shut gas valves off. What seems strange is why wouldn't they have shutoffs at the street level? Like, for instance, whenever your water gets shut off in yeah. your house, usually there's some guy that comes by with a big, uh, like, it's not like a crowbar, but there's there's a tool that they have uh, that allows them to get leverage on. The, have you ever opened that little, I, I saw them down in Florida, and I haven't seen them here, but I know they exist. I know what you're talking uh, about. Where you open a little box, and then there's the water comes out of the ground, and there's some piping there. And Well, anyway, you slip, you, you slip this tool around one of the, the divots there, and you, you turn it, and you can shut the water off. Uh, so why can't they do that with gas? Why do you have to go in someone's house? Toll-free number. I eight, don't know. Yeah, Toll-free number is 855 Don't they come and fill the gas outside your house? No, well, some places have uh, natural gas lines running to them. Like the studio here has a natural gas line running into it. So um, there, you can have a tank outside and fill that with propane or something like that. But there's also delivered gas that literally is is there. It doesn't run out unless they run out at the huh. company basically. So that's what we're talking about here, where people literally are having the police invade their homes, invade their privacy. And this article doesn't say that the police are confiscating contraband or anything like that, but they're not going to focus on that in an article about a gas outage. I would love to know more about exactly how the police handle this. I mean, it'd be one thing if the police went in, shut off the gas valve and ignored whatever kind of uh, so-called illegal stuff was was out in plain sight. Right. Because if you don't have a warrant uh, to to come in and, and get that stuff, you're not supposed to be able to charge somebody with a, with a crime. But that doesn't mean that they can't take it. That doesn't mean that they can't uh, come across a room full of marijuana plants and uh, and then just... Put your name on a list in six months from now. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Come after you. So I, off an anonymous tip. Yeah. So I find it, uh, you know, I, I find it pretty disturbing what's uh, what's going on here. And it's certainly the first time I've ever heard of anything like this. I mean, usually it's, you know, maybe after like a natural a natural disaster is when the police come up with excuses to come into people's homes. But I don't even agree with it in that case. I, I really it's because I just don't feel safe by these people. 
I don't feel like they're looking out for me. They're looking out for the state. I'm curious as to why it had to be a police officer. Like, if this company really felt like they had to enter the home or something bad was going to happen, like, let's say the house is going to blow up. Because that, I mean, you know, maybe at that point in time, I want someone entering my house. If my house is going to blow up, right? Mm -hmm. So if this is a legitimate concern... And they have the locksmiths, and for some reason, the city has said, okay, we're going to enter the house. Why does it have to be the police? Well, I guess because, uh, you know, the other folks are regular folk, uh, the locksmith types and the gas agents, so they can't be trusted to go into the homes. The police are our betters, and they're the ones that, uh, you know, will make sure everything's okay. Because people trust the police, and I don't know why uh, they are trained to lie to you. The cops, when they're going through their their training sessions, they're they're told that they can tell you lies if it's if it's you know if they think that telling you a lie is going to get you to confess to something or or whatever, admit to some crime, which of course isn't most in most cases an actual crime like possessing a plant. Then they're well you know they're welcome to do that. So you you just can't trust what they say, and therefore, and I certainly don't trust them with my safety because I know they're looking to put peaceful people in cages. So I don't want them anywhere near me if I can avoid it. Now that's not to say I'm not unfriend. That's not to say I'm unfriendly toward the police. I'm friendly toward them. I was uh, threatened by one of them the other day, uh, very nicely. He was very nice about the threat. Uh, he threatened me to get off a school campus uh, here in town as we were doing some outreach. And you know he was very cordial about it. We had a nice conversation, and we left the campus. It wasn't a problem. But all that said, these people are the ones that are arresting folks, and I don't want them coming through my home, and I don't want them going through my car. There are other stories about them opening people's cars up and leaving notes for them. Free Talk Live. DigEdPress.com is your home for illustrated science fiction and adventure. Escape from Terra, Volume 2, continues the bold adventures of intrepid space pioneers as they find wealth, freedom, and a giant Elvis hit in interplanetary space. Thetis Crumb is where Swashbuckle meets Steampunk in this offbeat space pirate saga written by L. Neil Smith and illustrated by Scott Beezer. Both books are $14.95 each and available now at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live, and it is the live Saturday edition, extra live for the weekend, uh, the holiday weekend here, Christmas Eve. Also, uh, we'll be live on Christmas Day as well, and I believe, Julia, you're going to be here on Christmas Day. Yes. That's extra uh, bonus, Julia, for you. Uh, so you can call us up. It's uh, 855-450-FREE and bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we have there. Live listening options, including uh, broadband and dial-up streams are there. Uh, in addition to that, you'll get over a list of over 100 great radio stations that air the show throughout the week and our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, uh, which we have two channels on XM that uh, on which we appear, and also our webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way as well. Get all the details on how to get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. And one of the ways you can support Free Talk Live is via the Bitcoin. It's the world's first free market peer-to-peer digital cash. And I was having a conversation with uh, somebody last night who's new to the Bitcoin. Uh, had some had some good questions about it. You know, like, well, it's not backed by anything. So what do you 
What about that? I mean, normally you guys on Free Talk Live, you're all about uh, having backing behind a, a currency like gold or silver, and it's it's not backed by any of those things. So why would you get behind it? And the reason is because Bitcoin is valuable simply because of what it is. It's a decentralized currency that is inflation-proof, and it can't be counterfeited. It's uh, entirely – there's no corporation or, or, or government that's behind it. It's an entirely open-source currency. And it's working very, very well. It, it's allowing people to make anonymous transactions on the Internet. And it, there's just there's so much value in that. There's value in being able to, to click a button and transfer money from here to halfway across the world for no fees. There's value there. And people are using it. They're finding it useful. They're purchasing things with it. They're selling things for Bitcoins. And therefore, the market has decided that Bitcoin has a value. And the value, of course, changes according to the market and its various fluctuations. You can learn more at WeUseCoins.com. That's WeUseCoins.com. And if you want, uh, MemoryDealers.com is selling physical Bitcoins, which is a really kind of a unique thing. They make great conversation starters. You can be a part of the currency that's transforming the world and get your Bitcoins over at MemoryDealers.com. That is MemoryDealers.com. More about uh, police misbehavior in a moment. We go to you and your thoughts. John, listening in Minnesota to WNMT up in the northern part of the state. Hey, John. Yes, hello. Hey, go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, you got to understand we're living in the New World Order, So, uh, but, but still it would be better off to send in uh, a fireman with one of the neighbors, uh, you know, to witness to turn off the gas. If they, if they don't turn it off outside, I don't know why they want, wouldn't turn it off outside. I would, yeah, right. Like, why can't they shut it off at the street or outside the house, and also, great point about bringing a fireman in. I certainly my, trust them more than a cop. That was my yeah. first thought, was a fire, why not a firefighter? Well, the fireman would be more, more uh, it, it'd be more his line. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, John, something else you want to oh, share? No, that, that's it. it, it just uh, get used to it. More <laughs> and more state stuff that we got to... We gotta stand up for something or we'll fall for everything. I heard you. Thank you for the call tonight. Oh. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line one eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You know, I trust firemen more than I trust uh, the cops, but on the other hand, sometimes they're all buddy buddy and you know, you never know. Yeah. And if if this you know, if this world that we in which we live didn't have prohibitions on peaceful people doing things that, you know, are are only affecting them, you know, like drug use, for instance, uh, then I wouldn't care. If if that were it, you know, if, if, if I knew the cops were coming into my house to shut off a gas valve and I knew there was 0% chance that they were going to be arresting me for, you know, having a pipe sitting out or something like that, then it wouldn't be as big of a deal to, to me. But I know that there are, there are households all across this country where peaceful people, productive, responsible individuals live who happen to use marijuana, for instance. One of the most popular drugs in America. Over 800,000 people are arrested every year. I would say it's the most popular other than alcohol. Other than alcohol and maybe nicotine and caffeine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is an incredibly popular drug, but it's also something that's going to get somebody put in a jail cell. And so I can't – It's I don't want to be the cop's – uh, buddy, if I know they're going to throw me in a cage. Firefighter makes more sense, too, in that it's, you know what I mean? Like, they're prepared for, like, safety issues. You know what I mean? They've yeah. got all that gear on them. Like, a police officer, I find it weird that that's who they chose to go in. Because I just, yeah. like, firefighter, they've got the axe and they've got, you know, they've got equipment that's ready for all different kinds of fires. Sure. And so from a safety perspective, which I assume is why do? they sent the cop in, yeah. like, it makes more sense for a firefighter to go in, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, what's the cop going to do? Spray the fire with He's the pepper, pepper spray? He's got pepper spray, yeah. yeah. So 855-450-FREE, let's continue. Bill is listening in South Carolina. Bill, uh, where are you at in South Carolina? Bill? Bill in South Carolina, going once. Bill in South Carolina, going twice. I'll put him back on hold. Maybe he'll come back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Now, speaking of pepper spray, uh, apparently Fox 13 in Tampa is reporting that... Nick Christie, 62-year-old Ohio man, uh, was detained by Lee County Sheriff's Office for being publicly intoxicated. While Christie's wife, this is from Reason.com, while Christie's wife asked that he be taken to the hospital, Lee County cops decided instead to strip Christie naked, tie him to a chair, cover his face, and then pepper spray him repeatedly until he died. Wow. Yeah. Now that's compassion for you. Those are the kind of people, <laughs> those are the kind of people I want taking care of somebody who's publicly intoxicated. Someone who's going to You know, I have an uncle. What? <laughs> I have an uncle who's a cop. And you know, I grew up thinking he was a nice guy and now I, you know, I feel bad because I've always known him as a nice guy, but then again, I don't really know him that well and mm-hmm. and he's a cop and We've actually had some conversations about it recently because he knows how I feel about cops. And, and, you know, he said some things that I thought were pretty awesome. But I noticed that like every day, not every day, but a lot, he'll post like R.I.P., you know, this cop in Mm -hmm. somewhere that isn't where he lives. So it's not a cop that. Yeah. And it irritates me because if a person dies, that's sad. Right. Yeah. What does it matter if it's a cop? Has he ever posted R.I.P. this guy? You know, what about this guy who got killed by a cop? Uh, Maybe I'll do that later. R.I.P. this guy on his profile. Yes. Yeah, you should do that. That'd be (laughs) hilarious. Um, And and also, these are Florida cops. And I know he works down in in Florida. So maybe because they're closer to him, they're even more brothers. It just it, I find it irritating. Like, it's sad that a person dies. Why do you only post when cops you don't know die because they're a cop that makes them special? Great question. 855-450-FREE. We're going to try uh, David in Virginia. David, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. David in Virginia. Going once. I guess we're having some phone trouble here tonight, hey, no, Mike. No, no. Hello? There, there you are. Go ahead, David. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, yes, I was sir. just uh, going to make a comment about, you know, that at the meter they have a, uh, a turnoff valve at the meter. That's what I would think. They do, absolutely. I mean, I've, I'm an electrician, and I know I've worked with gas people all the time, and they have a, they have a turnoff valve right at the meter. So I, I don't understand about going and see the phone. It is very suspicious to me, and I don't know. I don't get it either. I thank you for the expertise and the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. More about the homicide that Lee County cops down in Florida committed against a 62-year-old man who was publicly intoxicated, tied into a chair, covered his face, and pepper-sprayed him until he died. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live and your thoughts are... When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. FreedomCam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. The The GPS GPS Black Black Box Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net.
Talk Live. And you can dial in toll-free. The number, 855-450-FREE. Live Saturday edition. Also, it's Christmas Eve, and we are here. We'll take your calls about anything you want to discuss, as long as we don't die from smoke inhalation. In the meantime... <laughs> um, Luther, who is normally with us on Monday nights when when you're on as well, uh, Julia, on a regular basis, I, I guess made a he made a, an awesome uh, turducken yesterday for uh, for Festivus. We had a Festivus party here in Keene, and unfortunately, uh, he left a, a bit of detritus on the the uh, the bottom of the oven and didn't bother cleaning, like doing a surface clean before he set the oven on a on one of the self clean cycles. So right now, the uh, the Free Talk Live studio is uh, filled with smoke. Yes. So do do bear with us if you hear us hacking and uh, you know just trying to uh, continue breathing. Eight five five four fifty three. It's not a fire. It's just a lot of smoke. Yeah. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. We're talking about the police. Uh, they they're invading people's homes. In uh, I forget which town it was here. I can pull that up. But it could be any town. It could, this stuff can happen anywhere because the police can get away with it. It's Westerly, Rhode Island. Where they were entering people's homes this week uh, because of some sort of a gas situation. But we just had a guy call in who works in the, you know, as an electrician. He works next to these guys every day. They've got outside shutoff valves. Why do they have to go inside someone's home? It seems like it wouldn't make any sense for there not to be a way to shut it off just in case. Like you needed to shut it off and someone right. wasn't home. You could, you could say that if you shut it off outside, that when you turn it back on, the pilot lights would be off, and so therefore the homes would fill with gas. But you could just coordinate when you turned it back on with the homeowner, couldn't you? Couldn't you yeah. just you know get in touch with them and say, hey, we're going to turn your gas back on uh, if you're home. That way you can make sure the pilot, you know, we'll be there to light your pilot lights and all that. So it still doesn't make sense. A little bit of communication with the the people that live there would would solve the problem. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. And if you can't communicate with that person, if like they're not answering their phone or they're not responding to knocks on the door after the situation's been remedied, then you just don't turn their gas back on until you can get back in touch with them. I mean, yeah. they're going to call you eventually and say, "Hey, my pilot lights are out," and you could say, "Well, we tried calling you. There was an emergency. We had to shut your gas off. We'd be happy to come back by and turn them back on." Just a little customer service wouldn't be a problem. So eight five five four fifty free is the number here. Paul, he's listening. Uh, Paul, where? Where are you calling from, Kentucky? Yeah, I'm in Kentucky now. I'm a truck driver, so Excellent. I'm, kinda, I'm on my way up to Massachusetts. And you are listening via XM, so uh, you're listening to Extreme Talk this weekend. What's on your mind tonight, Paul? Well, I was just calling. Well, first, say Merry Christmas to you guys. Uh, and Thank then uh, I was calling about the, the police thing you were talking about. I just celebrated my 27th birthday, uh, and I'm as a truck driver, I, I did it in Indianapolis. And I was downtown, and as the bars closed, you know, I, I everyone's had a few drinks, and you go to leave, and and then I, you know I have to pee. Everything's closed, so I go up to talk to a police officer, and I'm like, you know, I don't even get three feet from him before he says, "Walk away, I'm busy." You know, I didn't even get a one word out edgewise, and he's telling me to leave. So I said, I have one question, officer. I'm not from around here. Where can I go pee? He says, "You've got three seconds to walk away before I take you to jail." I mean, whatever happens God. to protect and serve. A simple question, you know, a simple answer, and he's like, I'm busy, you know, you got three seconds before I take you to jail. He's not too busy to take you to jail? Right, yeah. (laughs) And he he wasn't busy. He was standing on a corner observing. He wasn't doing any traffic stuff. He wasn't doing anything. He was just standing around watching everybody, watching everybody leave. And, And, you know, you should be able to go up and talk to somebody and say, hey, you know, this is, I'm not from around here. 
where can I go to do this? Uh, what, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those uh, kind of common things that you always saw in the movies, at least, of people being able to get information from the police. And, you know, back in the old Andy Griffith days, it probably wouldn't have been a problem. Uh, but now with the militarization of the police and the constant, uh, you know, basically criminal, criminalizing of regular people's behavior, they've been trained to look at the, the rest of us as this under this, this underclass of uh, little serfs that uh, must be controlled and you know it's not a it's not a mission of public service it's not a mission of assistance it's a mission of let's crush people and let's get as many uh, dollars out of them as possible i couldn't agree more there was a guy who got thrown out of a club for wearing flip-flops because they had a dress code and when he got on the outside of the club he got put in handcuffs for drunk uh drunken public and and taken to jail because the bouncer pointed to him and said get rid of him i mean you know that's the, you can't even go out. I mean, of course you're going to be drunk in public. You're leaving a bar from a downtown place. I yep. mean, how do you not leave drunk in public? Yep, that reminds me of the time when they were arresting people uh, in Texas for that, where they would go into a bar and they would observe people and they would determine that they were drunk in public or whatever and just arrest people. It was crazy. It's but just crazy. What determines, like, what is the um, the line for drunk in public? Good question. I have no idea. But there certainly are public intoxication uh, laws in lots of cities around this country, which gives the police the reason and the excuse to approach anybody that they want to determine that they are too drunk to be out in public. And then what they call PC them, protective custody, take them to a jail for up to, I believe, 72 hours. And, 72 uh, hours? Nobody's I, drunk that long. I could be wrong about that. It may be 24, but um, I, that's it. You know, They can just do it. And then there's no charge. It's just protective custody. You, you haven't been charged with anything. There's no court case. It's just we're taking you for your own good, according to them. That's better than charging them with something. I suppose. But it would be nice if you were charged with something. It'd be better if they took you home and put you in your bed. I right. Mean, but if you were charged with something, at least you could go in front of a jury, perhaps, and, and have a trial. In this case, you're just in and out, and then you know they're taking away a day of your life. Hey, thanks. Yeah, and in my case, as a truck driver, no matter what, if, if, I, if it is just you know for my own protective custody because I'm supposedly too drunk, I lose my job. There's no questions asked. I mean, that's why when he yep. said... You have three seconds. I had no choice but to walk away. I mean, if I get arrested, that's it. I'm done. Right. And look at what happens with the cops when they're drunk. Uh, there, there was a story. You mentioned Indianapolis. I remember there was a story out of Indianapolis about a, a cop who was uh, was driving drunk, basically, on the job. And they caught him red-handed at it because, well, he crashed, I think, is what he did. Oh, gosh. And I don't think they ever did anything to that guy. I'd have to double-check on that story. Maybe some of our indie listeners are uh, listening tonight. But frequently when the cops get caught being drunk, it's uh, you know it's a cover-up. They, uh, they cover for each other, and, and then that's it. You know, Case closed. They shove it under the rug and expect everybody to forget about it. Paul, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And sorry to hear that that happened. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But there's two sets of rules. There's one set of rules for them, and then there's the, the rest of us. Let's go to Jen listening in Utah. Jen, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hi. Hey, Jen. What's um, on your mind? Well, actually, my husband's an officer. Okay. And there are two sets of rules for them, and they actually have to abide to a higher standard. What's that the supposed to mean? People that you, they are held to a higher standard of the law. Really? So, like, when if the cops were to officer, beat somebody, they'd actually be held responsible for it? Yeah. Well, that's nonsense, Jen. They're... It's nonsense. 
Uh, we've been How doing this show for almost a decade, and there has never been a shortage of police abuse stories where the police uh, investigators, so-called, come back every single time, 99 times out of 100, and determine that the police officer was completely within the right for beating somebody within an inch of his life or for shooting a man in the back with his, uh, you know, his hands cuffed or for, you know, you fill in the blank, uh, ar- arsoning someone's home. I mean, th- there's so many different examples of this, uh, police stripping down women with no uh, female officers around you know there's no never any any punishment for these people there's no higher standards for them it's that's a joke i'm not looking at the statistics of the officers that are actually in prison and there's just as many that are in prison for those things you're i would love to see those statistics because i don't believe you at all yeah can you send those statistics along it'd be great i'd love to see those too you can actually get on to the utah department of corrections well, why don't you do and, that, and then you can send that on over to uh, to to Julia Julia Freetalklive dot com. Yep. I think that would work, and we'd we'd love to take a look at how many officers there are in uh, in prison. I realize it's true that from time to time, one officer might cross another officer, and you know, for instance, there's like you know cops that will come out and out other police for being corrupt, and then they'll target the cops that outed the other police for being corrupt, and they'll come up with charges to put them in prison. Maybe I've seen stories like that. The Utah police is not like any other police force in the country. Maybe, Jen. Uh, the, so Julia's email, Julia at freetalklive.com. Uh, you are welcome to send those statistics. I'd love to see them. Thank you for the call. Bunch of nonsense. 855-450-FREE. <laughs> That's the SACL CAI toll free That's line. what the cops tell themselves. Right. The police are protected beyond belief. They are completely irresponsible. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition of the program, and we're here. It's new. It's not New Year's yet. That's next week. But we will be here on New Year's Eve, and we're going to be here Christmas Day, and it's Christmas Eve right now. So uh, we're here to take your calls, 855-450-FREE. The police are the subject of discussion, but you can always bring up anything you want via the toll-free number, 855-450-3733, and get your liberty message to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. You can check them out and let your voice be heard over at LibertyStickers.com. Plus, Liberty Stickers also can make some bumper stickers for you. So, I mean, they already have a huge selection of some really catchy uh, stickers. But if you want to create your own or maybe you've got a business and you need to do some bumper stickers or an organization, they can help you with that as well. LibertyStickers.com. Uh, so, Julia, we've been just, just for fun. Uh, the, the last lady we had on the show called with an absolutely preposterous suggestion that uh, she, she, she's the wife of a cop and that uh, that she understands that the police are held to a higher standard and you know, that we should just check the Department of Corrections website in Utah for proof that there's all kinds of cops in jail. And thinking about that statement, why would a state like because this is an official state um, 
you yeah. know, corrections website, why would it say how many police officers were in jail? Like, usually on these corrections websites, like the Cheshire County one has a list of all the inmates in jail, but it doesn't tell you what they do for a living. It just has a list of their names. Right. And so, why would they, would they have like a – and we asked the lady to send uh, an email to you know show us won't. this information, which of course she won't do because it doesn't exist. Um, but you know, why also would they have a list of – I mean if, if they did – if they had a list of like all the people in jail and their, their occupations, which would be preposterous, uh, then why would they also have a list of, well, look, here's all the police officers we're so proud that to really, have put in jail. Yeah, that doesn't really uh, say good things about your police department. Right. Like, they're all so corrupt, we had to put them in jail. Like, trust us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They're not going to do that. From a PR perspective, it would be crazy for them to do that. And I'm sorry, but that, I, you know, I actually, I have a lot of sympathy for her because all I can think is that this is what her husband tells her so that she can sleep at night about what he does for a living. Mm. Because... I mean, I'm sorry, but everybody knows that they're held to a lower standard. Like to say, to make that claim that they're held to a higher standard is ludicrous. You have to be living in a total yeah. dream world. Anytime you see the police, you just all you have to do is observe how they behave. They speed. They get away with it. They have what they call professional courtesy, where if a cop sees another cop uh, breaking the law, they just, uh, you know, breaking some stupid ordinance like speeding, they just ignore it. They look the other way. Or even if they pulled a cop over and they didn't notice their little thin blue line gang sticker on the back of their car, then when they come up to the window, they'll just tell them, you know, show them their police ID or their badge, and that'll be a get out of a traffic ticket free. I mean, that's not, that's not a higher standard. It would be nice if I don't even think they should be held to a higher standard. Just the same standard would be nice. Toll free number eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to uh, someone else in Utah. Doug is there uh, listening to K O A L Price. Hey, uh, Doug, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening. How are you? Merry Christmas to you. Hey, Doug, hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I listened to Jeff make that com- comment regarding uh, police being held to higher standard. And we do have really good law enforcement here in Utah. Um, I've noticed that, like in any organization or any affiliation, there are bad apples. And I've had a lot of encounters, not that I'm a major criminal or anything like that, but I've had some issues with spouses and stuff like that. Um, and we're treated fairly as police officers. Actually, uh, in, in my area that I've noticed, uh, tend to do their job quite well. Uh, fairly, I do notice that they lean a lot more towards the female side of things if they can. But all in all, the law enforcement in Utah does a very fine job. Well, when you say they, they do a they, fine they, job... They, they, get, they get run out of their post real fast if they're, if they're found to be corrupt. Well, that's it's, it's an it's, interesting it's, claim, it's, it's, and you know maybe Utah is a different world. Uh, but in the rest of uh, in, the, in, in, essence, in essence, it is. Well, it, it must be because in the rest of the world, the police are almost completely unaccountable. I myself just this week had an encounter with a, a sheriff's officer at the courthouse who assaulted me, uh, and he assaulted me. It's for this. It's the second time he's assaulted me in in a couple months. He also came well, at me with his fist clenched and uh, threatened me, uh, and you know attempted to to come after me. And this man is, is a loose... In and of itself is inexcusable, I understand. He's a loose um, cannon, uh, but just to give you an example, people have complained about guys. this... Just to give you an example, people have complained about this guy before, and nothing is ever done. So, you know, in most, ca- in most cases, the corruption in the police departments rises through the ranks, and we've had police officers call to tell us this, 
uh, former cops, not from Utah, but former cops who've called in to tell us that uh, when they were in the, you know, when they were on the squad, that they saw the most corrupt, the worst officers being promoted. And so when you've got a situation where corruption is, uh, you know, kind of systemic throughout the entire organization, then you've got a major problem on your hands where they're they're protecting each other. This is true, but you, if you want to go that route, you can go through uh, the national government system. You can go through anything. Have you actually ever tried that? Money. Have, have you ever actually ever tried to do that? <laughs> Good luck. Right, well, that's exactly it. So, so it's one thing to say, well, if you have problems, you can just go to the feds. And, uh, I, you know, I'm sorry. I just don't, I don't think that the system is a very effective method for, for fixing the broken system. But I get where you're coming from, broken. Doug. And- and, it's broken all the way around. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm, well, I'm glad but, but we can agree on that much. If, if, if those guys have a very tough job, and they do, and they see a lot of stuff that's kind of mortifying every day. And so you kind of get it. I can see where they might get a little callous to it and uh, maybe go overboard. I, you know, time. I can see that, all too. In all, all, in all, all in all, they do a pretty good job, and it's a very tough job. Well, uh, I, and I can see military, when somebody is dealing with – right. I can see that when somebody's dealing with difficult people that it can be easy to let – you know, if you just had a really tough time with somebody, it can be easy to let that affect your mood for the rest of your day. Right. But that's not an excuse for it, right? See, I used to work in retail, and if I had a bad customer who was treating me like garbage – that doesn't give me a, an excuse to treat the next customer through the door like garbage. I need to put a smile on my face and treat that person like, you know, they're a brand new person and, and they're not that same person that I was just speaking with. So it is no excuse. And, uh, Doug, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Apparently, Utah, the magical land of uh, nice cops of you know, nice cops and none, no corruption or very few, very little. I Maybe it's the Mormons. I used to be a Mormon. And I got to say, when I lived in Idaho, there was a very nice Mormon community and they would like come and help paint. I remember once they helped us paint our house. Mm. So maybe it's these same Mormons that are police officers, and they're just really nice guys. Yeah, maybe so. Let's go to Tom listening in Maine, because the rest of the the, the country, we've got a really crappy situation. Uh, Let's talk to Tom. You're listening to WGAN out in Portland. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's a connection, but uh, 75% of all the police forces in this country belong to the Teamsters Union, which was a union organized by criminals, infiltrated by criminals to this day. Mm. Okay, and police forces, their union contracts allow them to take steroids um, and whatnot, <laughs> performance enhancing, all that stuff. And it, you know, creates obviously rage, there's no doubt about it. The well, medical- I, that's quite an allegation that, that it would say that in their union contract. I don't know if I believe that. It doesn't that, use but- those words, but they're allowed to. It's, it's not like in, uh, they're not tested for, you know, you see these cops yeah. today, most of them don't have any necks. They look like middle linebackers. Right, they're going to uh, look you know, the other way. Obvious. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's they don't they don't have mandatory drug testing like uh like a guy that works for 12 bucks an hour at the machine shop does, you know what I mean? I and, would and be- I would say cuz I work with uh union contracts and I would not be surprised if it said in a police union contract that they didn't they weren't allowed to be drug tested that that was somehow mm-hmm. like a violation of their right. So yeah, well, I'm just saying, you know, the the teams is like I said, founded by criminal scumbags and now the scumbags wear badges. Well, right, yeah. and uh, and you know, if, just to back this up, uh, there was a police trainer that we've we've talked to in person. Like he's the real deal, police trainer guy. That's what he did, and he quit being a police trainer because he was so frustrated with the quality of the recruits these days. Because the policing being turned into a military kind of style organization is attracting the kind of military minded. 
person, uh, the kind of person who is just going to take orders. They're not going to question them. Uh, they're going to crack heads if uh, if necessary. They're going to do whatever it is that they're told oh, yeah. to do. And he said that it was really frustrating because he said maybe like 10% of the recruits were actually should have been there. Like the rest of them yeah. were all bad news. Were all what he called uh, a lot of them were badge heavies, which is uh, kind of a term that suggests that they want to wield their badge around and you know basically use that to protect them from any kind of responsibility for their their actions of hurting uh, people and and abusing people. And he just he saw this at the recruiter level. I mean, we've had so many cops make these observations over the years that the police is corrupt. I had a, a somebody I knew who was a, a New York police detective, and he told me every single cop on the force that he knew was corrupt. So I mean, you know, when when you hear the police telling you that they're corrupt. When someone calls from Utah and says, oh, yeah, everything's fine out here, it just sounds absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, up here in, in Kennebunk, we had a, a woman, a mentally ill woman, wave a broomstick at a cop, and from two feet away, he shot her in the chest. Good Lord. Uh, you know, and it's like, and he, and like you said, they, they said, oh, it was justifiable shooting. Right, all they have to say is, oh, he was scared for his life. That's all they have to, oh, my God, right. I was scared for my life. I had to shoot that woman. She could have been holding a, a blade or something. I, I couldn't no, tell it what it was. No, it was a broomstick. They got the broomstick. They yeah. got the broomstick, and, and and they still said that. And all the, I mean, he could have, like, just probably God. wrestled her to the ground. He or could have. Her in the, if he had to shoot her, shoot her in the leg. He was only two feet away. Absolutely, and, Tom. Thank you for the call tonight. Yep. I appreciate it. More coming up. Th- uh, time for you at 855-453, hour two next. People are weak. They're afraid. They want protection. The most basic of freedoms are at stake after a severe economic collapse in 2019. They take our money, our homes, our freedom. We have to do something. A power grab by the Federal Reserve is the largest central banking takeover that history has ever seen, leaving citizens with a dark financial future. But a heroic group of rebels plans to stop them. Coming to theaters and DVD in 2012 is a story about freedom versus enslavement and how a group of rebels plan to break the economic chains that bind them in the animated thriller romance Silver Circle. Visit SilverCircleMovie.com today to find out all the ways you can connect, like our active Facebook page, the monthly newsletter, and the Silver Underground blog. Join the rebel community by visiting SilverCircleMovie.com today. Join us. Support us. We, the people, are the last line of defense in saving our freedom. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733, and you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and enjoy the features. You get to create the content on the site if you would like, or you can just surf through it. Uh, but if you find something on the Internet you think is interesting, you just add a link to our uh, to our site by, by using the Submit Show Prep button. And then it pops up on the site in the upcoming Stories queue where other listeners have the chance to vote on whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. You get to vote on things as well. And the most liked makes it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. So do head over there and get Interactive as we continue to talk to you about what's on your mind. The police are on the uh, you know the the plate for discussing here tonight on Free Talk Live. But it can, of course, you can always bring up anything you want. And uh, Fox 13 in Tampa and Reason.com are reporting on a 62-year-old Ohio man who was detained for being publicly intoxicated by Lee County sheriffs. 
And while detaining him, they decided to, uh, instead of take him to the hospital, they decided to strip him naked, tie him to a chair, cover his face, and pepper spray him until he died. Uh, District 21 medical examiner ruled his death was a homicide because he'd been restrained and sprayed with pepper spray by law enforcement officers. To this day, however, no one has ever been charged with a crime. And guess what? The Lee County State's attorney cleared the sheriff's office of any wrongdoing. So we had someone in the last hour call in and say, well, Utah, everybody's just cool over here. The cops are great. Everything's fine here in Utah. There's not very much corruption here at all. Well, now, if if that's a true statement, and I'll just have to take their word for it because I've never been there. Uh, if that's a true statement, then it's not true for the rest of the world where the police get away with murder on a regular basis. And in fact, they know they can. In the same way that uh, some people in the military that are sadistic know that they can get away with hurting people over there and that they can get away with murder there. And what do you know? The police recruit a lot from the military. When people get out of the military, they go into uh, police work. I mean, why not? It's a lot like uh, the, the military. They're given orders to follow. They're, uh, they're, they're not able to question their orders or they believe they're not or they, you know, they feel like their, their jobs will be in jeopardy if they question their orders. One eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number. We're going to continue and take your calls. Doug is listening in South Carolina. Doug, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Hi, uh, thanks for taking my call. This is the first one I've ever made to you. Welcome, sir. Uh, I enjoy your show, and I am a uh, registered professional engineer and have been for a, uh, many years and worked all over the southeast. And I wanted to get back to the. Uh, home invasion of the police and the gas, and your assumptions that you were making in the discussions are exactly right, and the trucker that called in is exactly right. There is a, a valve outside where the meter is for two reasons. One, for safety. One, so that the house can be constructed or the structure can be constructed of uh, with just piping outside and then later hook up the meter. And and secondly is economic. The, they can control from outside uh, and turn your gas off if you're late to your bill. Right. So, um, you know, without a doubt, there is no purpose for them to have invaded these homes. Uh, yeah, it seems to me that the only reason can be because we're the cops and this seems like a good excuse to go in and look for some marijuana grow operations. Yeah, and also with weapons, I'm a you know a Second Amendment guy, and I'm I'm not fanatic, but I like to shoot. I Good like point. To hunt. Good point. I've got uh, I've got uh, weapons around, and uh, I don't trust that they would not pick them up and steal them. Absolutely right. Uh, in fact, uh, I know a gentleman who was arrested down in Massachusetts. Uh, he had some, uh, some, I think some, uh, some pot on him, and there was also a gun in the in the car. They ended up uh, confiscating his gun. They dropped. Uh, he, you know, he pled guilty to some smaller charge, and they took his gun from him. He never got his gun back. So there are a lot of places where the cops, uh, you know, they're using the the laws that they have to essentially get them get themselves a pretty sweet f- firearms collection. And so I'm glad you brought that up. That's that's true in a lot of places i guess you know I, i'm spoiled here in new hampshire it's it's not illegal to have guns in your home here so i guess that wouldn't be my concern around here but then again you're right maybe a cop will just steal something because he's there and it's there and you know he knows he can get away with it yeah it's not illegal they're they're legally registered and i'm you know a concealed gun carrier and 
Oh, but there's, uh, I live by myself. So uh, if I had children at home, I would have them in a safe. But, you know, I just do not trust the police to come in and not be tempted to take something, especially a pistol or a small something they could put in their um, in their in their pocket. Doug, thanks for the call and the expertise. I appreciate it. It makes total sense. Uh, the cops, by the way, we started the show out with a story about the police in a town in uh, Rhode Island going house to house with a locksmith going into people's homes allegedly to shut off gas valves because of some sort of a gas situation that was happening down there. And it doesn't just doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, like he was saying, the reason they have the gas valves on the outside of the home is so they can just come by and shut it off at a moment's notice. Can right. you imagine having to go inside someone's home who's not paying the bill and then shut off uh, a gas valve from inside someone's yeah. home? It would be impossible to get into people's homes for that, especially the you know the reticent ones that aren't interested in you know helping you <laughs> shut their gas service off. So. One eight five five four fifty free. Again, what was the real reason uh, the police were invading people's homes? Let's talk to Dan in Delaware, listening to WGMD in Rehoboth Beach. Hey, Dan. Hey, you guys. Hey, Gail. What's on your mind today? Uh, hey, I catch you guys uh, on the weekend on my drives here and there quite a bit, and I've been listening to you for a while, and I'm going to continue listening to you for a while. But here's, you guys got me perplexed. Like we can get on subjects like this. Uh, you're like your freedom movement. You, you, you know, you want to be free to do your own things, right? Well, yeah, as long as I don't hurt anybody else. Yeah, but but how do you guys like define that stuff? Well, what do you like, mean? You know, I mean, like you say, you're sitting at home doing whatever you want to do, uh, whether it be, you know smoking or snorting or whatever. <laughs> um, but if then you get upset when public people or people are arrested in public for being drunk. So, what's the problem? If somebody wants to be drunk in public, who cares? As long as he's not, uh, you know, peeing on somebody's building or, uh, you know, harassing someone else. If if I'm just, if somebody's just staggering down the street because they're drunk and they need to walk home from the bar instead of drive home, they should be able to go home. Yeah, and hey, you know, um, but where do you guys set your standards? I mean, being the standards Christmas, simple. It's Christmas a good question. Eve. So, the, so I set my standard. I uh, let me answer the question, uh, and then Julia will uh, get a chance to jump in here. I set my standard on uh, you know personal uh, responsibility and when somebody else is violated. So, if you're violating another person's rights, you no longer are uh, you know entitled to all of your freedoms anymore. So, as soon as you harm another human being or destroy property, then you need to you need to make uh, you know compensation to the to the victim. Julia, what do you think? Well, I would say all of that. Um... To answer his question a little bit more, or just to touch on what you were saying about a drunk person staggering down the street, like if a drunk person is harassing somebody or if a drunk person is destroying somebody's property, we those are actual crimes. Like we have laws, which I don't, that's a whole nother can of worms that I actually don't really want to open. But, um, you know, there are already laws against things like... um destroying property and hurting people like the fact that you're drunk doesn't make a difference to me yeah absolutely like what's wrong with it is is the harm not not the fact that you're drunk so So if you're drunk and you're just drunk i don't care dan your thoughts yeah i mean it's not so much the drunk or the high issue it's just uh, i guess i could listen to you guys for quite a bit time here and uh again you know when we talk about just establishing you know, the right and wrong, okay? I'm kind of, maybe like with because of being Christmas night, I'm thinking about it. 
um, you know, absolute to God. But the thing I don't get within the freedom movement itself, like I agree with a lot of stuff, no doubt. Okay. Um, but I just don't understand how you guys, like what, uh, you know, what you say, you know, it's that relative thing. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, like, I don't think, think it's relative. I think, uh, I'll tell you what, I want to bring you back here. If you can stick with us, Dan, uh, hang on. We're going to come back and continue this because he wants to understand, and I want him to understand as well, uh, because I don't feel like it's complicated. You know, it's, and it's not, it's not subjective either, really. It's, it's whether someone was harmed or not. It's free talk live. The Ruger Lightweight Compact Revolver is loaded with the latest technological advances and features required by today's most demanding shooters. Models include the original LCR in 38 Special Plus P, the powerful LCR 357 Magnum, and the LCR with excess sights. All models feature a monolithic frame, patent-pending friction-reducing cam, high-strength stainless steel cylinder, and polymer fire control housing. The LCR, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LCR at Ruger.com slash LCR. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Christmas Eve edition of the program, and we are here, as we always are, seven nights a week to take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, 855 450 free that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Inviting you over to our website. We've got a lot of features there, and we give them to you. If you would like, you can get signed up for news updates. Uh, get them via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. That's news freetalklive.com wisefoodstorage.com they have delicious ready-made meals like cheesy lasagna and savory stroganoff also some great breakfasts uh, they're pre-packaged for freshness in individual metal mylar pouches and carry a 25-year shelf life this is serious foods that you can store away it's good stuff I've had it, and I'm looking forward to trying some more. In fact, you can try it by calling them at 855-FOODWISE and get a free entree sample. Uh, You can visit them at wisefoodstorage.com or call 855-FOODWISE today. You know, if they're going to send out a free sample to you, you know that they stand behind and they're proud of their product because they're willing to – eat whatever costs it takes to ship that sample out to you, uh, you know, to get that out so you know exactly what the quality of this product is. Uh, you can find out by calling them at 855-FOODWISE or visit wisefoodstorage.com. Whatever your reason for getting food, there's a, there's a good one. I mean, it's whether it's you know, dealing with natural disasters, which you never know when those are going to strike. Uh, things could go a little crazy with the economy. People might make a run on, uh, on the, you know, the grocery stores. Unemployment could affect you. If you've got food stored away, it just helps. It's kind of a nice buffer. It kind of helps with that. So uh, so go over to wisefoodstorage.com or call them at 855-FOODWISE and use code FTL when you decide to order and you'll get 10% off as well as free shipping, which is a big deal. I mean, when you're talking about food, that's a lot of weight uh, to ship around. So use code FTL for free shipping and 10% off at wisefoodstorage.com. As we continue here, uh, we'll take your calls. And Dan is still uh, on the line with us. Dan listening to WGMD in Delaware. Uh, now, Dan, you had some good questions tonight. I want to make sure we had a chance to really uh, dig in and and give you some answers. So go ahead and, and recap uh, where where we were where you were coming from. Well, again, it's just within the freedom movement. Like uh, I, I like a lot of your ideas, but I just don't get where you guys come down on uh, how to define the law, so to speak. And um, you, know, you mentioned where you 
if they, as long as you don't harm somebody, but how do you, I mean, how do you guys set that standard? For me, I, I know what I set my standard on. Um, and I just don't understand within an organization of, like, say, the free, a freedom movement, how do you guys not disagree with each other on stuff? Because, well, okay. I would say that we do disagree with each other on stuff for sure. Yes, you and I had a disagreement the other day, as a matter yeah. of fact. There are a lot of, um, there are a lot of people in the freedom movement and there are a lot of different opinions and I think different lines in the sand. I think that, and I can't speak for everyone, but I think sort of the goal of the freedom movement is, you know, at this point in time, we're so far from freedom that we're just hoping to go in that direction. And when we get that far, then we can get down to the nitty gritty. But right now it's like uh, it, it, we're so far from that point that we've got a long ways to go before a lot of these issues will even, will even matter, if if that makes sense. So Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's still not a I'm not a true convert yet, but um, well, I mean, well, I'm not trying to convert you, man. I mean, well, just no. just putting I'm just putting ideas out there, and people will change their yeah. minds on on their own volition. But look, so you asked I, about I, defining the law, so let me lay down two of them yeah, for you yeah. because I think it I, I think law should be simple, right? Because have you ever heard this, the uh, the statement this kind of a cliche uh, that uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse? Yeah. yeah okay. Awesome. So the, when that statement came out, it actually made sense. The original reason for, for that statement was because the law used to be something that anyone could understand. It used to be, you know, you don't harm others. Like, there, I think there should be two laws. Do no harm and honor your agreements. So, you know, do as you will say, do as you say you're going to do, and don't harm anybody else. That should be, those should be the only two laws as far as I'm concerned. Everything else can, you know, all the details about who should get paid what or what the restitution should be. There's no need to codify all that and write it down. It could just be taken on a case-by-case basis. But if you go back in time and you come to the reason for that statement, that ignorance of the law is no excuse, because if the law is simple, like, you know, the stuff you learn in kindergarten about not starting fights and, you know, not hurting other people, etc., then, of course... You know, being ignorant of that law is impossible. Everybody knows what those laws are. Everybody understands inherently, you know, what's uh, what's right and wrong about most, unless they're psychotic. Uh, uh, you know, they understand these things, and so ignorance of those laws is no excuse. But of course, we're ignorant of the the other laws out there. The you know, the tomes and tomes and tomes of legislation that is impossible for even lawyers to know it all. Even judges and all those folks, it would take lifetimes to even read all of the the laws in your state, let alone the national laws or local uh, local ordinances and things like that. So, of course, we're ignorant of all of those laws. Not only that, if you actually try to read them, they're written in such a confusing manner that it's impossible. It's written in legalese, so it's impossible for anybody like us who's not trained in uh, lawyerliness to be able to uh, to read those things or at least to comprehend them in the same way that lawyers and judges do. So right now, everyone's ignorant of the law, and it should be an excuse, but they still uh, parrot that cliche as though it were actually true. It would only be true if the law were simple. Like I say, don't uh, hurt any other people. Do no harm and also honor your agreements and if somebody claims that you've done them harm then you know they need to prove that uh, harm has been done to them and if they can prove that harm's been done to them then they they deserve restitution they deserve to be made as whole as possible for whatever harm was done to them or their property how do you feel about that uh again i mean i did uh, like i said i've been listening a long time I, I hear this a lot but you know like you said you bring it before a, a third party well then you know again who it's just the whole judgment thing, and like I said, for me, I, I know what I base it on. Um, it, it, 
Are you confused about the third party? Is that what's confusing you? Oh, what's that? I'm sorry. You said you bring it before a third party. So are you confused about how that would work? Like like you said, say you harm somebody. Well, again, it goes back to this relative thing. What what harm somebody? You know, if I, you know, like at work, if I give somebody a push, I'm being, I can get uh, fired for sexual harassment. You know, a woman and I give her a nudge. But in, I think, 99.9% of the cases, we know that's kidding around. Well, I guess it just um, all depends. I mean, right? Like, so, so it all would depend on what the rules of your uh, your workplace are. I mean, if if it's if at your workplace it's okay to kid around and nudge people, then I guess that's one thing. But if you're nudging someone who would prefer to not be nudged, uh, then you know, then they might tell you to stop. And if you kept doing it, then you might possibly be able to be have to pay them some sort of restitution for for that. Yeah, I, I, again, I got you. I'm I mean, just... it's just about respecting the personal uh, freedoms of other human beings. I mean, there's there's a certain level of personal space that each human being has, and it's it's inappropriate to violate that space without that person's uh, in, in express consent. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. So, well, let, well, let me let me uh, take it this way. I mean, as far as like our country right now, yeah. it's a mess. As far as like back in 1776, would you? How would you? If you were there in 1776. Uh, would you, you have put your name on the Constitution or Declaration of Independence? Well, if I knew what I knew now, I probably wouldn't, because I, I think that it's it's shown, as Lysander Spooner put it in the late 1800s, that the Constitution either authorized all the tyranny we have today or was powerless to prevent it. I think those folks had some good ideas. Uh, certainly, the Declaration of Independence, I like a lot of what it says. Uh, but I think that you know the time has come to move beyond this idea of having a monopoly on violence, which is the the government. And I thank you, Dan, for the call tonight. I appreciate the questions and the thoughts. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society: the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-450-3733. We are here live on this Christmas Eve, Saturday night edition of Free Talk Live, as we always are. Uh, 1-855-450-FREE. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And enjoy the features that you'll find there, uh, features including the Shrine of Female Listeners, with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they're listeners of this program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to do uh, to get involved there. If you're a lady listener, you can get details on how to become part of the Shrine over at Shrine. Dot freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. To the phones and the fun. Let's talk to Justin, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina, Charleston. Hey, Justin. How you doing? Hey, great. Very What's great. on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I want to just let you know that I agree with, I want to say, probably 85% of what you guys are saying tonight. Okay. However, I do feel and believe that because I have so much family that is always the military and police, from one to the other, you're a little too hard on all of the police because of the actions 
the bad one. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I totally understand. And it's one of the big. It's probably one of the more consistent critiques that Free Talk Live receives from uh, from not just listeners that will call, but also you know I'll call program directors just. To to keep in touch with them around the, the country. And, you know, sometimes I'll hear, you know, you guys are pretty tough on the police. And, you know, they get feedback from folks on that. And and I get it, you know. Uh, people want the police to be good. They want the police to be respectful. They want the police to be helpful. But unfortunately, they're not. And the ones that are better, there are better cops. There are some, you know, some decent ones. Uh, they're still doing the wrong thing, and they deserve to be called out for that. They're, they're still following bad orders. They're still aggressing against True. peaceful people. However... Um, like me personally, right? I've been in the military for 10 years. My father, my mother were both military. My mother's now cops. My uncles were all military. Half of them are now police officers. Uh, you know, I mean, you can hate the system. Don't hate us. I don't hate, I don't hate you, dude. Does it sound like I I hate them? I don't, I don't mean that literally. I just mean the way, uh, I've heard very many people, it's not just you, uh, speak about you know, law enforcement and even military here lately uh, is that we are bloodthirsty um, or we just want to be able to shoot people. That's why we joined the military. Well, we there are some people. Would you agree there are some there, people in the military that are like that? I, I would I would say that there is some, but that is a very small minority. I never said it was a majority. Never said I, that. I'm not saying you did, but what I'm trying to do is just kind of get that out there a little bit, especially okay. on Christmas Eve. You well, know? good. I'm, I'm glad we're yeah, clear sure. on that because I understand that a lot of people join the military because they believe they're you know going to be fighting for freedom or something like that, and they or they join because they they have all these kind of uh, nationalistic uh, fervor that goes along with it, and maybe they don't realize that they're actually, in point of fact, fighting for the whims of politicians, and that rarely has anything to do with uh, with freedom. But the, one of the I problems. Why I'm in? Why to support my four children and my wife? That's a valid reason um, to uh, you know to, to take a job. I, I totally understand, and there are a lot of cops that say the same thing that you know, hey, they'd love to speak out, like say speak out against drug prohibition, but they're afraid that they're going to get fired uh, because apparently you don't have the freedom to speak as a police officer uh, in most or places. Or a military member. Yeah, or as a military member, which is I think disturbing and I think un-American, and I think that's wrong. Uh, that that you guys would be restricted from being able to have opinions and share opinions, and uh, you know, obviously we know some military members are still doing it anyway, like by giving money to Ron Paul. Uh, Ron Paul being the most donated to of all the presidential candidates, uh, more so I think than all of the other candidates combined from members of the military. So there's no doubt that within the military there are people that understand freedom and that uh, are willing to uh, you know to to support the ideas of liberty it's just unfortunate that they're working for people who don't and they're following orders that are in many cases completely unconstitutional and wrong and then some of the sadistic, sadistic ones uh you know they get away with uh murder and, and hurting people and then they become police officers and as we've mentioned the, you know corruption rises through the ranks in police departments and why not i mean it's not like the police are accountable for any of the things that they do uh, if they hurt if they hurt people they'd get away with it most often and uh, and they know they can so again that's not indicting all police officers it's just and pointing out what's true were, sir. huh i didn't say you were i okay. was just, you know like i said just going and just trying to just put that out there in I, case I find most of them likable, personally. At least around here in Keene, I, I was a little more intimidated by them in Florida when I lived down there. But I find most of them likable. They're, they're willing to have a conversation with you and talk to you. But 
if they're told to arrest you for some non-crime like drinking a uh, bottle of water in the city council meeting from a brown bottle, uh, which I was arrested for last year, they, they do as they're told. And if they're truly good people, then they should stop following bad orders and they should stop enforcing bad laws and they should uh, be sure to, you know, to treat their others, uh, the other guys in their brotherhood, as they would the rest of us instead of treating them special. So, you know, even the better cops are too afraid to be really good cops and come out against uh, some of the depredations of the system. And I think that's one of the biggest problems that they have. Not, uh, completely understandable. You know, there's a lot of bad laws on the books. Uh, however, and, and I mean, I'm not all about pro pro-law, everything, uh, I understand that there's a lot of people that do very bad things in the name of the Thin Blue Line or even the military or whatever. But, you know, a bad law in the books is still a law. And, you know, depending on what it is, I could understand the whole, hey, don't exactly arrest me for drinking water out of a brown bottle in a city council meeting. But generally, most of those bad laws at least have a good intention, even if I don't agree with The them. road to hell is paved with good intentions, man. I mean, True. what you're saying is... I'm a is... supporter. I'm right. a libertarian. You know, uh, I... What, what you're saying is a cop-out, right? Like, you know, that, uh, oh, there's good intentions behind it, and, uh, well, we have to enforce it, uh, and so we're just going to keep doing this because but it's our I'm job. What I'm saying is put yourself in the position of the person that actually needs to enforce the law, and that's what I was getting at. Not... Not from my perspective. I understand okay. it. Look, I can, I can, I can empathize with the idea of having people that you care about and that you are responsible for and that you need to take care of. I get all that. Uh, thankfully, I don't have, uh, I don't have uh, kids that I have to be concerned with. But I have had loved ones in my life, and and me being disobedient has affected them, uh, and me going to jail has uh, has affected them in a in a kind of a negative manner. And I, I, so I get that. But I'm willing to take risks in order to achieve more liberty in my lifetime. I don't ask everyone to. It's unreasonable for me to ask everyone to take risks. But it sure would be nice if the police would be a final check and balance against out-of-control legislators, which I believe should be their role. I mean, if if we're going to have the police and their job is to protect and serve, I want them protecting me and serving me and my, you know, everybody else who's peaceful, rather than protecting the system and serving the politicians who are their masters. I, it's, it's, they've got it completely backwards from the way it's supposed to be and i understand that and i agree with that i just wanted to throw that out there you Good. know for well i'm, I'm glad we're in agreement justin exactly sure <laughs> thank you for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you look you know if you're if you're protecting me and you're serving me then i don't want you to arrest my friends for not harming others i, I don't want my i don't want eight hundred thousand people arrested Every year for possession of marijuana. I don't want a 1.5 million people arrested every year for possessing whatever drug. I don't want people ticketed for running through a stop sign safely. I don't want people ticketed for going over the speed limit. The, the, these are aggressive fundraising actions that do nothing to serve the people that they purportedly are serving. You don't serve be, serve me by taking from me. <laughs> no, no, you don't. It's, it's just such a ba- bass backwards situation. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three, and as you said earlier, Julia, you're not serving the guy who's drunk in public by putting him in in the drunk tank. And there really was a time when the police would give people ride home, you yeah. know, ride home. If you're drunk at the bar and you you know you're driving, they would pull you know if you got pulled over and were found to be too drunk to drive, they'd give you a ride home. When did that go away? 
What happened? When they needed more money from DUIs. DUIs now are such a... I, I would be shocked. I'm sure it happens rarely, but I would be absolutely shocked to hear a story where they take someone home instead of giving them a DUI. Toll-free number here tonight for you. Can you uh, imagine asking a, a cop for a ride for home a ride outside home, a bar? Say. Yeah. one 450 free That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of these airwaves. We are here live on this Christmas Eve edition of Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. You take control. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin? Any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too. Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and in addition to that, it's Christmas Eve, and so we are here with you, and we'll be here throughout the holidays, uh, every single night live at freetalklive.com, and maybe on your local radio station as well. You can learn more at listen.freetalklive.com about how to get tuned into the show. You can also get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's our forum where you can post messages to other listeners, and uh, once again, it's free, of course. Go to bbs.freetalklive.com. And if you're looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear, maybe you uh, tomorrow you're going to get a check from uh, grandma or something like that, or, or mom and dad, or, or your brother, who knows? Somebody wants to uh, to you know give you a little cash for the Christmas season, uh, you can go to manventureoutpost.com and hook yourself up with knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flash flashlights, fish finders, and boating equipment. ManVentureOutpost.com, family-owned and members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And some of their prices are so low, we can't even tell you about them on the air. So go and see it for yourself at ManVentureOutpost.com. And while you're at it, save yourself an additional 5% off by using coupon code FTL. It's in Free Talk Live. Coupon code FTL at ManVentureOutpost.com. Here with you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. Let's go to the phones and to the fun. We'll start with Fred listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Fred, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening and Merry Christmas to you both. Thanks, Fred. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I've been listening to you, and I'm going to – I agree with a lot of the things that you said, and and, uh, I want to give you my take on it. I'm going to say kind of the same thing that you're saying, but I'm going to say it in a different way. You know, I'm a good guy, and I'm sure you and the young lady in the studio are good, and a lot of people out there uh, are good people. And for the most part, here in the the United States, we have what's called the rule of law, the Constitution. And for the most part, a majority of, of the citizens of the U.S., we abide by that. We don't have to be told to do that. We just do that. Good people going about doing their business every day, minding their own business, and obeying the law uh, is what a lot of people do. Right. That's the reason we don't have chaos is because people by nature are good. Exactly. And we definitely need the police, though, on the other hand, because there's a lot of bad people out there. And I give my hat off to the police because there's some 
people out there that are doing some very bad things. No doubt. When the cops do the right thing, I'm the first person to praise them and appreciate them. I mean, they came over one day. My tenants had uh, lost their daughter. She had kind of, like, disappeared. Uh, A little girl, maybe, like, eight years old or something like that. And, you know, one of the detectives came by, and she she got information, and she, you know, put a call out. And, you know, looking for a missing kid? That seems like the right thing for the police to be doing. Uh, Going after uh, criminals who actually harm other human beings? That's the right thing for the police to be doing. I got no problems with that. I told the cops the other day, I was actually at the courthouse to complain because one of their uh, agents had assaulted me and also had uh, threatened other people as well. And I was there filing that complaint. And they said that, hey, the other day while you were in court, there was somebody who was like swinging his fists out in the, the court lobby or something like that. And I said, wow, that, well, I didn't see that. I was in court, so I wasn't there for it. But you know, if somebody was attacking another person, if I know that person, I'd be happy to help, you know, identify who that was because I don't support violence. And I, I, I have no problem helping uh, catch real criminals. It's just my problem right. with the police is that they spend so many resources on going after people who aren't real criminals. And I agree with you. And that's the other half of what I was going to say. I think where we're a lot of the police uh, get into trouble, and, and we're talking specifically about those that you're talking about, the ones that do cross the line, the ones that do go over the edge, the ones that are tempted by, you know, the drug money, the corruption, or they're just generally bullies, you know, at yeah. heart. And and I think what it comes down to, there's the spirit of the law, and then there's the letter of the law. And a lot of those that or the bullies and the ones that cross the line or harass people are the ones that will always tell you about the letter of the law. You know, like you, an example you used earlier, a drunk walking down the street that's not bothering anybody. There used to be a time when they would say, hey, buddy, come here, you know, where do you live? Let's get you home. Or here, why don't you have a seat? Let's call a cab. Sure. Rather than, rather than throwing you on the curb you know, yep. or across the hood of his car and slapping cuffs on you and saying you're, you know, and then hauling you off to jail and saying that you're drunk and disorderly, you know. It's the disorderly part that is is uh, against the spirit of the law, okay? The letter of the law, he may, he may be able to get away with a trumped-up charge of, well, he was disorderly, but just drunk walking down the street trying to get from point A to point B, those are the cops that cross the line. And I think that's where, you know, I I think that's where it breaks down. It's the spirit of the law. And then there's a letter of the law. Right. Those that are really the bully. Yeah. And and I think you're pointing out something. Yeah. And frequently the law is written in a way where they, it doesn't, well, it's written one way and then it's interpreted in, in another way. And and you mentioned disorderly. Disorderly conduct is the catch-all charge that they use against you whenever they right. don't have actual. Whenever they actually don't have anything to arrest you for that's actually illegal, right. then they don't. If they just don't like you, they'll just arrest you for something like disorderly conduct or obstructing government administration or one of these other catch-all charges. Which again, it just gives the police total control over any human being they want to. You give the example of the drunk guy walking. There was a story here in Keene a few couple months ago about a guy who was arrested for uh, open container, but there was a fight uh, between him and the cops, and 
the the dude was drunk. He was walking somewhere. He had a bottle with him or something like that. And the cops decided they wanted her to harass him for the open container right. law, which essentially is just an excuse for the the people the, the police to harass poor people because usually you know wealthier people are at you know they can go to the bar. Uh, they'll have someone right. drive them home. You don't usually see wealthy people walking down walking the street around with a with a sixteen ounce can. Right. <laughs> and so so it gives them an excuse to go after the homeless and it gives them an excuse to go after poor people and so they came after this guy and he was apparently an angry drunk at that but he hadn't bothered anyone no one had called anyone on him they just saw him and they decided to go and harass him and they got into a fight with this guy and you know the couple of the cops got a little bit of uh, you know they had to go to the hospital and have injuries treated none of that had to happen those cops could have been uh, patrolling looking for criminals breaking and entering or arsonists or rapists or whatever uh, but no they they decided to spend their time on this guy and nobody came out ahead as a result of that the cops got injured. The guy ended up getting arrested. Now he's got to go to court and deal with all that crap. And, and, the, and the police hurt themselves. It was completely unnecessary from beginning to end. And if they were actually focused on helping people rather than helping them into a cage, then maybe people would appreciate them. Maybe people wouldn't hate the police if they – and again, I said I, didn't, I don't hate the police. I tried to, to have compassion towards them and, and I tried to, to think in a forgiving kind of way toward them. But I understand why people are angry. I used to be very angry at the police because they hurt peaceful people. And that's frustrating, especially when it's your, your, your friend or uh, your lover or your brother or you. Or, or you. And, uh, you know, right. change the perspective. Make it so they're actually serving people rather than trying to put them in cages. Any other thoughts? Absolutely. No, and I, I absolutely agree with you. And there again, it's the spirit of the law versus the letter of the law. He, he saw a guy walking with a can of beer. He could have. He could have just said to him, "Oh, he's you know, he's not bothering anybody," and kept going. Yeah, that's right. Or just move along. Said, you know, yeah, or put that yeah, put that can in the trash or whatever, and just keep moving. It'd be whatever. one thing if the guy walking down the street was like stopping in front of people's houses to pee in their yard. I mean, that'd be one right. thing. But if you're just walking down the street, as long as he's not staggering out into the street. Then there's no issue, right. and even then, as you mentioned, you know, if if somebody's so drunk that he can't even stay on the sidewalk, that's the time when you yeah. want to say, "Hey, let me give you a ride home." That would be exactly. uh, when that service is called for. And Fred, thanks for the call; I appreciate it. And if we actually had, uh, if the police were accountable for their actions, then maybe we could encourage them to go in this direction. But as of right now, the police know that you're going to pay for their services whether you like them or not. It doesn't matter how upset you are. It doesn't matter if they've killed your husband with pepper spray, as they did in Lee County, Florida, where cops tied a man who was intoxicated to a chair, covered his face, and then pepper sprayed him repeatedly until he died. It has been more than two and a half years, and his wife still can't accept what happened, being as how the Lee County uh, state attorney cleared the sheriff's office of any wrongdoing. No one has been charged with a crime. She said, I was shocked. This was something out of a horror movie. She said her husband was depressed, showing signs of erratic behavior a few days before leaving Florida. She called authorities and pleaded with them to take her husband to a hospital and give him his medications. Instead, they took him to jail for disorderly intoxication, where he was pepper sprayed 10 times over a 48-hour period at all times while being held in a restraint chair. 855 450 That's torture. That's right. And he died from it. one 450 3733. You can take control. Our threes up next live Christmas Eve edition of Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. From filmmaker A.I. Wintermute comes the feature length documentary, Liberty in Our Lifetime. 
It chronicles the real-life activists who have moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project and the many ways in which they seek to live free. But he needs your help to get this important story off the ground. Visit LibertyDocumentary.com, watch the trailer, and find out how you can help bring this film to life. That's LibertyDocumentary.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of this live Saturday edition of the program. Also, it happens to be Christmas Eve. We'll take your calls about anything, as always, at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And we invite you over to the website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the various features that we have there for you at freetalklive.com and interact in a variety of different ways, including our bulletin board system and chat room and more. Uh, You can actually control the content of the site itself, the stuff you see on the front page, those numbered items were submitted by listeners just like you. Maybe it was you that uh, that did that. And they're constantly updating, so there's always something fresh because people are always submitting new things to the site, and then you get to vote on uh, what you like and dislike, and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website over at freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here, go to your phone calls about what you want. Though We've been talking about the police throughout the night. And uh, we started out with a story about the police in a town in Rhode Island using a gas... Like some sort of a natural gas shutdown slash emergency or whatever as an excuse to go into people's homes. They had a locksmith and they were busting into people's homes for the the claim that they needed to turn the gas off. But the people we talked to say that that's nonsense because every gas company has valves outside of the house. You know, I'm curious, like what if this was local, I would want to know what gas um, or what locksmith company this was. Because was that like a court order or a state order of some sort? Because it's like they probably did it because they were making money. I know, but they have a policy that states, like any locksmith has a policy that states that, like you need to show identification before you can go into someone else's home. Like, yeah, but the cops, I mean, they're going to waive that for the I cops. Did, but I would want to know what locksmith that was if yeah. it were my town, because they would never get my business. So we had that story and another one uh, out of, let's see, Lee County in uh, Florida, where a man has been. It, it's been a couple of years now. Two and a half years since this happened, and no one has ever been charged with a crime. What happened to him? Well, he was intoxicated. His wife called the police and asked them to take her to a hospital so he could be given medication. Instead, they took him to jail for disorderly intoxication, where he was pepper sprayed ten times over a 48-hour period, at times while being held in a restraint chair. They uh, covered his face and stripped him naked. And again, Pepper sprayed him until he died. Monche Gibbs was a deputy trainee at the jail at the time. In a video deposition, she testified that she thought the way Nick Christie was treated was excessive. She said on the video, while under oath, he had a spit mask on and was naked. Gibbs testified that Christie pleaded with guards to take off the spit mask because he couldn't breathe. And it's hard enough to breathe when you've got pepper spray fumes around. Yeah. This guy died in their care, but yet the government people said... Wasn't a crime? Yeah, of course not. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to D.W. Connors calling from Virginia, listening in uh, Mount Jackson to WSVG. Hey, D.W. Yes, how are you doing tonight? Just super. What's on your mind? Well, I'm retired law enforcement, and my wife is retired law enforcement, retired lieutenant, and I worked uh, 
all different uh, parts. And uh, I'd like to make you aware of just a few things. I understand we have a bad taste in ours, but uh, if and the young lady wanted to know of somebody that had taken a DUI home. Well, my wife stopped a DUI one time, and he was only about four or five blocks from the house. Well, she wanted to, you know, so she called his home. He says, please take me to jail. Well, no, I'm going to call your home. And his wife come and picked him up. And I think it was better than taking the jails. One situation. Yes, sir. I agree with you. I agree, too. I, I like hearing these stories. I'm glad to hear that uh, that your wife did that. That's great. But here's the other thing. Here's the problem. And I know of somebody that done this is they took a DUI home, actually took them home. And I know of this. Well, they came back and got in their car and crashed. Oh, no. Oh, yes. That's and too hurt bad. somebody. Now, on the writing of tickets for stop signs, I had a judge that would fine somebody $1 for running to a stop sign. Mm-hmm. You know, no, no access, no nothing. Until I wrote somebody for one, and I had to hold the two young kids while the fire department cut their mother out of the car because this person ran through the stop sign and hit her broadside and had her pinned in the car. So I understand how you feel about running a stop sign and this and that, but well, there's there's one thing between driving negligently, which is what you're describing yeah. there, or driving dangerously, yeah. and being you know cautious. Uh, in most right. in most cases, if you're smart, you know you can just look and see that there's no one coming and go through the stop sign. But if you're not paying attention, then that's driving yeah. dangerously. Well, I don't have a problem with that, and I understand what you're saying. Right. And I, uh, I I got in trouble one time because I had a person of supervisor observing. Um, uh, observing me on the radio, and I let 10 people go in a row. And I got called. Oh, yeah. What I advised the supervisor is that, okay, I thought we were supposed to, I mean, there was nothing unsafe. The person had a burnout taillight. He had a burnout headlight or... You know, his brake lights weren't working or whatever. I thought we were supposed to spread good PR, mm. you know. And then I know of one other situation. Did, did they tell you, uh, no, DW, you're supposed to raise funds for the department? No. Okay. Because no. it certainly seems like what they're doing half the time. No, a lot, a, a lot of departments, and I've been around a lot of different ones, a lot of departments, they, they, some do have a requirement. You write 10 tickets a month. Yeah. Okay. It, you could be blind, deaf, and dumb. And you could write four times that many, you know, and that's that's the that's the thing on that. Uh, Some know, departments have what they call the departmental average, which is a way for them to get around having a quota system because yep. uh, yep. they they'll claim they don't have quotas, but what they have is maybe a departmental average where what they do is they look at the average amount of tickets that each uh, officer is writing, and then they will uh, encourage those who are writing below the average to write more by punishing them right. with, uh, with you know with like giving them the crappy shifts and uh, no overtime and stuff like that. Well, I had an, a, another situation where a, a, a compadre. 
uh, was ordered. Now, you, you will appreciate this one. Was ordered by his supervisor to write this person a ticket. Okay, well, the, the, the detective in question went ahead and wrote the person, but he subpoenaed the lieutenant to court. Hmm. So when he subpoenaed because the lieutenant was the one that ordered him. Right. And so when the judge called, you know, he was up there, he says, I didn't observe it. Uh, the lieutenant there in the front row ordered me to do it, and da-da-da-da-da. And, of course, he got a serious tongue lashing from the judge. The cop that uh, just took the order from the lieutenant got the lashing? No, 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 no. The lieutenant, the lieutenant got, got the <laughs> The lieutenant gotcha. got the I just wanted to, yeah, I... I you know, good stories, man. Good stories, and I appreciate it. And it's nice to know that you know that you you are out there, maybe with a, a better mindset than what some of the cops these days have. Why did you retire? Um, because of John Wayne's that they were hiring. There you go. Is that what you okay. call them? Because a friend of mine called them badge heavies. No, 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 uh, no. When when they get out with a badge on and a gun on their side and. Um, they start walking like John Wayne. I call him John Wayne. Okay? <laughs> Thank you for the call, DW. I appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. Uh, but, yes, yeah, I just want to give you a heads up on some of the positive stuff because I'm not the only one that was out there helping folks. Oh, I know okay? you're not. I know you're not. And, and, you know, there are good cops out there that try to do their best. It's just that, you know, when, they're in, when good cops are enforcing bad laws, they're doing the wrong thing and they need to be called out. And I thank you, DW, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Good stories. 855 855- 450 free. That's the toll-free number. We continue here and go to Mike listening in Grand Rapids to WTKG. Hello, Mike. Good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I just have a couple questions I want to ask you on just how the practicality of this, uh, this liberty, um, um, how you apply liberty and freedom, the philosophy to... A couple situations. I'll Absolutely. We'd be happy to do that with you. So stick with us. We'll bring you right back here in a moment. More with Mike and you and your thoughts. Certainly welcome. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. That's 1-855-450-3733. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. More coming up on this live Christmas Eve edition of Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition and also the live Christmas Eve edition of the program brought to you by SACL CAI. And if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, well, get in touch with SACL CAI for the new year. They can help. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect because you want to collect your money, but you also want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI. See their banner? And click over to them through our website at freetalklive.com. Their banner's right there at the top of the banner column where it has been for a very long time. Because SACL is a very long-time supporter of Free Talk Live, one of our most longest-running sponsors on this program. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Uh, you can bring up anything. And by the way, I want to remind you, you can download a bunch of archives 
at freetalklive.com. If you've missed a moment of this show, maybe you're new to Free Talk Live and you want to see where we've come from. Well, there's been a long history, and you can go all the way back to late 2006 uh, back on our website for free at freetalklive.com. Mike is on the line in Grand Rapids listening to WTKG. Uh, Mike, you had some, some questions about the freedom uh, viewpoint. Yes. Um, thank you for having me on. Uh, oh. Merry Christmas, by the way. No worries. That's why we're here. Go ahead with your thoughts. Um, I'm actually, I'm currently in support of, uh, you know, freedom-oriented candidate. Um, I've supported them financially, and I keep keep track of them, and I like a lot of things I hear. Um, so like Ron Paul, for instance? Yes, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I am worried down the line that I'm, I'm just going to have um, a little trouble with the practicalities of society that... Um, that he, he seems to be envisioning. Um, I'd rather go to, uh, to the extreme he's pointing to than the other extreme where we have a police state. Okay. Um, but what are your concerns? Go ahead. Seems like police okay, so um, <clears throat> I'm just thinking, okay, you're just going to let people do the things they want to do um, um, as long as they're not hurting anybody. Okay, let's see. I'm picturing uh, what are this couple of people having sex in the neighborhood park or wonder <laughs> if somebody gets in a car all right well slow, slow they, down let's start with we have to wait so, okay let's, let's start go. with the first one all right so sex in the neighborhood park julia what what do you think would happen well um i guess in my magic world right where everything is as it should be um there wouldn't be like a public park somebody would own that property and it would be my guess that the owner of that property wouldn't want people having sex in his park because most people probably don't want to see people having sex in a park. Um, right, but so. if it's a private community, the private owner gets to set their rules, right? right? So there are certain um, – I remember when I was down in Florida, there were like trailer parks. It was 55 and up. And so they have these communities where people can be – like it's adults-only communities. So there's no reason why there couldn't be like a, like a swingers neighborhood or something like that. Where you can where, have sex wherever you want. Where you know, people are having sex wherever they want to. But then all of those people would be consenting, right? Like all of the people living in that neighborhood, you, you wouldn't go and move into the swingers neighborhood if you were a devout Mormon, right? So it, it would be a completely consenting uh, activity. Whereas if it's just the average neighborhood, there's likely you know a playground on that park and – and people probably wouldn't appreciate people having sex in it. So it would be a private uh, property situation where each property owner would get to set their own rules. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. Um, now, speaking of consensual, I uh, wonder if you have, um, okay, in terms of sexual laws, um, I'm going beyond gay rights. I'm going, just, I mean, um, all kinds of legal, um, all kinds of laws in the books, um, People having sex with the family members and their various ages. Okay, uh, can you address that that area, for example? Okay, well, everybody's going to do what they want to do as long as they're not people are consensual and not hurting anybody outside their house. Let's say, how do you handle that? Okay, well, first of all, if uh, if two people who are uh, able to consent want to have sex with one another, then it's none of my damn business. I mean, it's a weird thing for, you know, certainly it's not typical in society for people of the same family to uh, engage in sexual activity. But that's not to say it hasn't been unheard of. 
And, uh, you know, in some cases, there are stories where people will come together who've never actually known each other, but they, they're still related and they'll find themselves attracted to one another. And, you know, then they find out, you know, later down the line that they're actually related to one another. And that's an awkward situation. Uh, but I don't think it's something that someone should go to jail for if we're talking about, again, consenting individuals. But then you bring it to a, you know, a really interesting uh, subject, which is the age of consent and the idea that, you know, that there should be some sort of arbitrary age where uh, young people can no longer give consent uh, to sexual activity. And I think that certainly when you look at certain ages of kids, you know for a fact that's just not possible. Not only could they not consent, but uh, you know they, they, they don't even have the development uh, to be well, able to handle that. That, for me, is where the cutoff age is. is where, whenever you have, if you haven't gone through puberty yet, I I feel like that's just seems wrong, right? Because you haven't developed like the same sexual desires and like that mm-hmm. that kind of comes with puberty, right? But puberty is different for everybody. I mean, it happens earlier for some, it happens later for some. So, you know, if if we're talking about a 10-year-old and a 40-year-old, that seems kind of like it could be uh, rape. Right. And I think that in those cases, uh, you know, you want to handle those cases on an individual basis. I think it's bad to have, you know, this one size fits all law system that is trying to be foisted down everyone's throats. Uh, where as a result of that, what you end up having happen is people who are in their 20s or whatever are having uh, sex with a 17-year-old and they're getting thrown in jail for statutory rape. So, I mean, that's one end of it. And then the under, other end of it is where you actually do have children who are not consenting and who are being raped or molested. And I think that's uh, I think those are problem situations. And, and clearly, those kids need to be taken out of, uh, out of those situations. And I think that in a future where there is no monopoly on uh, force, which is what the government that we know of today is that you'll still have private uh, people that are willing to take some extra risk and perhaps attempt to rescue kids from dangerous situations. I provide as an example uh, the folks – are you familiar with the FLDS, the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, yes. Mike? Oh. Um, yeah, yes. So if you're familiar with it, these folks are like the extreme end of uh, Mormonism and they – uh, basically segregate themselves from the rest of society. They have these, uh, I guess, compounds, for lack of a better term, these places where they live away from everyone else. And they do some pretty unusual things that a lot of people would disagree with, like um, you know, marry off their daughters to 50-year-old-plus men right. at, at age 12 or whatever. Many wives, uh, polygamy. Right. Well, polygamy, again, if you want to have multiple uh, spouses, it sounds like a hassle, but if that's what you want to do, then uh, by all means, you should be able to do that. Uh, but you know, a lot of people would look at the ages that uh, that are involved in in the, these FLDS folks, and they'll they'll find that very offensive. And in fact, some of the people that are in the FLDS have successfully escaped from those compounds, and they usually will dedicate their lives. Uh, a lot of them will will dedicate their lives to helping other kids escape from those compounds. Right. But when you look at how the government uh, handles problems like this or issues like this, they go about it the completely wrong way. And there was the story in Texas a few years ago about the FLDS cult down there. Uh, they government went in and they raided their compound and they took 450 kids uh, from these parents and they held on to them for uh, for several weeks in government custody in these huge, you know, 
places, I guess, with cots uh, set up. And it was just absolutely a horrifying experience for these kids who were raised to believe, you know, certain things about uh, the devil and all this. And it was essentially painted right into their picture of the world. Like, you know, the devil had come in and separated them from their parents who cared about them. And I, I lean towards leaving people alone in their uh, in their private lives. And I'll let you respond here in a moment. More coming up with Mike. It's free talk. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition, Christmas Eve. Ian here with you. And Julia. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and get interactive. You've got a smartphone? Well, you might want to visit our mobile site. If you want to get quick access to our live streams and podcasts, go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com, m.freetalklive.com, and get your message to uh, Liberty Message, that is, to thousands of people per month. For fractions of a penny apiece, you can do it from the back of your car with LibertyStickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different Liberty sayings. Head on over and let your voice be heard at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com. We're back with Mike in Grand Rapids listening uh, to WTKG. Mike, you've called in with some some good questions, some tough questions about how things might work uh, with some really awkward and questionable situations in a society in which we don't have a monopoly on violence known as the government and maybe have uh, more of a, a consensual society. Obviously, it's not a utopia, right? And there's no no one's advocating that this would be a utopia. Still, there would be problems. But the suggestion is that uh, maybe we can find more compassionate ways uh, to help people rather than this one size fits all, scattershot, uh, coercive method that the government tends to use. Gotcha. I I totally agree. I'd rather have it. Uh, I'm starting to feel like I, I live in a police state, or just about. I just see where it's going, and I and I just assume it start heading the other way I, it, at any we can get there at, but um, um, I, and my last my last situation I just want to ask you about, and I'll just take my answer off the air because I do got to go, but okay, what do you do with people who just, uh, I mean, I know the law is somewhat preventative, um, uh, you, 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 you can't have a blood alcohol level um, to drive a car and, uh, uh, over a certain point because jam, the odds are you, you will create an accident. Uh, but how do you handle people that that are, might be drunk, for example, on a drug, and they go uh, get behind a piece of heavy equipment, be it a car, uh, a piece of construction equipment? Well, I think it only matters if they're dangerous. I think it only matters if someone's driving dangerously. And I don't think it matters if you're tired or drunk or whatever. But there's no driving while tired. There's no uh, law against that. But that's incredibly dangerous to drive while tired. If you nod off at the wheel, you'll veer over into another lane and boom, you're done. Uh, so, I mean, it's incredibly dangerous to do that. But there's no, there's no way to test for it. And, uh, and so, therefore, they're not arresting people for that. I, I think, and by the way, thank you for the call. Uh, I think that uh, when it comes to DUI, it needs to be, it needs to be not a crime. Because the, and there's some really powerful points to be made on this point. Because when you say something like that, people are like, "What? We can't be having drunks on the road." Well, first of all, you already have drunks on the road, so let's ad- acknowledge reality. Okay, we need to start by acknowledging the way things are. When you pass a law, it doesn't do magic. 
when you write down words on paper, if you're legislators, you write down words on paper and vote on it, it doesn't all of a sudden mean poof, no one's on the road anymore with alcohol in their system. But I think some people feel like, you know, almost it's like a revenge thing, like, well, they should be the ideas brought to justice, but I'm not sure if it's appropriate justice. But if there's no victim, there's no crime. And somebody being on the road with uh, alcohol in their bloodstream hasn't, in my opinion, committed a crime yet. There's a greater potential that they could. And I think it's it's viable to the idea of taking those people off the road, giving them a ride home, as we were talking earlier, having the police approach it from a more compassionate viewpoint rather than a fear-based, we're going to aggress against you viewpoint. And in addition to that, if drinking and driving were not illegal, then it wouldn't be a problem for somebody who is maybe at the bar, they've had uh, too many, they realize they're intoxicated, they need to get home, though, so they could get in their car and go 10 miles an hour in the right lane. Now, at 10 miles an hour, if you're drunk on the road, it's not as dangerous, right, than doing 60. So, but the problem today is if you're doing 10 miles an hour in the right-hand lane of the road, you're going to get pulled over. So there's no way to approach driving intoxicated in any safe manner today because you you put yourself at a higher risk of being put in a cage. But if you're not afraid of that happening, then you're driving 10 miles an hour on the side of the highway. No problem. You'll probably get home just fine. And uh, if you're still driving dangerously, you can still be pulled over and then maybe given some sort of helpful services rather than being put in a cage. I think it's also important to talk a little bit about um, blood alcohol level and what that actually means because I have a breathalyzer and mm-hmm. it's not a little keychain breathalyzer. I've it's said fancy. this before, but it's fancy. I paid several hundred dollars for it. There's a sensor on it that you have to change every 200 blows it's or It's like a hundred dollar sensor too, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty expensive. Um, it's like $30. Oh, 30 okay. It's a really nice breathalyzer, and I've found it to be quite accurate. I've blown in it many times, you know what I mean? And I've found it to be pretty consistent. Where'd you get it? Uh, Amazon, I think. Yep, I love it, by the way. The reason I got it was because you hear people talk about this point zero eight, but what is that? If you've never blown, how would you know? Right. So that's why I got it. I kind of wanted to see. And and actually, I love that I have it because even if I don't have it, I can pretty much tell, like, I know how many drinks I can have before I'm over the legal limit. But the reason I wanted to bring it up is because what you blow varies so much from person to person. Like, so three beers for me won't be the same effect right. as three beers for you. I have found that um, females tend to blow lower, I think because my theory is that they have more fat on their bodies and it has to do with the way alcohol is stored. But um, like, I can have the same amount of drinks as my friend and I'll blow lower, but I'm sure that his he can take more drinks than me. Sure. You know what I mean? So I'm actually the one that drives because I blow lower because I'm going to be under the legal limit, but I could be more, more drunk than he is. It's interesting stuff. Let's go to Gene, the Christian anarchist calling from China. You're on Free Talk Live, Gene. Hello. Merry Christmas from Shenzhen, China. Hey there, Gene. Uh, to- thanks, thanks for being on tonight. What's on your mind? Well, I wanted to uh, tell you some of my observations on this trip, and it's, uh, some of it has to do with the police state. But, okay. Uh, Primarily, I think uh, in China, the police are not feared as much as the United States. We were just crossing the street last night, uh, and there was this gal on a bicycle, and she's right next to a cop on a bicycle, and she had no concern at all at zipping off across that road when the light didn't say so. And the cop, of course, totally ignored her, didn't have any, you know, 
because they're not so afraid of those little tiny things here in China. Now, they're definitely uh, not allowed for freedom of expression, and I really hate the Internet censorship. I have to use uh, a virtual private network connection through Patriot Internet in order to get YouTube and those kind of things here in mm. China. Now, when I was in, we were in Hong Kong a couple days ago, and in Hong Kong, it's so different. Uh, there's no internet censorship. Really? People can protest on. Yeah, people can protest out on the streets. It's amazing that the mainland Chinese have kept their hands off of Hong Kong pretty much since they took over. What about ten years ago? It's impressive. I I, I hadn't realized that it uh, it was still as good as it as it was in the past. I didn't. I'd heard that uh, you know they mostly kept their hands off. That's good to know that the internet policy didn't make it over there. Right, and uh, but there is a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you've been following that story about that village in China where they have uh, they actually kicked all the Communist Party members out of the village, and the, ch- the police have the village uh, surrounded. I had heard about this. Uh, uh, it was in my show prep. It was one of those uh, things we just didn't have time to get to. So this is developing. It's happening right now, right? Yeah, there, uh, I understand that the police did cave and release two of the people that they had jailed. But I've, I've, all of this I've gotten from the Western media. But they're trying to starve them out, right? Like they're they're blocking uh, food shipments from coming in. Isn't that correct? Yeah. The way the Chinese typically handle this in the past, and I kind of suspect that they'll do it again, is they make some concessions and, and make then everybody gets happy again. And uh, that's Well, it's, it's nice to see. I think the story is instructive because it's nice to see that some people, when they get pushed too far, are willing to stand up. In this case, they, they didn't. Like they didn't lynch anybody, right? I mean, it was it was mostly peaceful. They just kicked them out of the village. Well, there's one uh, one of the people that was arrested died in custody, so obviously he was beaten again. Uh, oh, but what I mean is the villagers. Did. The villagers didn't uh, didn't attack the the communists. They just kicked them out. Isn't that right? Yes. Uh, they, I don't know if there's any. I'm sure there's some physical, you know, fighting and stuff, but I don't know of any. Uh, you know, any type of weaponry use or anything of that nature. Gene, would love to hear more of your observations when you get back from your trip. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, Only moments remain. Maybe enough time to slip your call in if you're on the line right now. We'll uh, do our best to get you on here in a moment. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. This is the live Saturday edition and also the Christmas Eve edition of Free Talk Live. 1-855-450-FREE. The state owns the land, but they don't own the water. If they threaten you in your home, you can try to escape their tentacles by packing the car, leaving your house and much you've worked for, and hope to cross their borders. But if you lived on a boat, you weigh anchor and sail away. Not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house that purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft to be able to get a car or SUV ashore. You can be involved for $1,000 and a commitment as little as eight months. EricksonCouncil.com. This is Free Talk Live. 
and you can take control of the airwaves. Though, if you're not already on hold, you probably don't want to bother calling in because a lot of folks do want to get their thoughts in here as we uh, wrap out this Christmas Eve edition. We will be here, of course, tomorrow uh, for Christmas Day. So we'll continue to be live. And if we're not on your local talk radio station, you uh, can call them and ask them real nice like to add some free talk live or if they already have free talk live. Uh, make sure you ask them to add all seven nights and so make sure they have as much of Free Talk Live as they possibly can. And I'm sure they'd appreciate a nice positive comment instead of all the usual negativity that they tend to hear from people that call them. So uh, get in touch with them uh, and uh, thank them for airing Free Talk Live if they do air us and ask for some more in the new year. Our number here, again, is 855-450-FREE. Let's go right back into your phone calls here. Oh, one other thing. The Free State Project's Liberty Forum is coming up February 23rd through the 26th. It's a great time, and you can be a part of it, gathering together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people all in the same place to uh, you know, connect with the community of liberty activists here in New Hampshire. We've already moved as part of the Free State Project, but thousands of people have pledged to move, and they haven't quite made it up here yet. So the Liberty Forum is a great time to come check out New Hampshire and see what it's like to be around other people, to actually constantly be around other people that love the ideas of freedom. I can tell you it's incredibly valuable to me. But on top of that, you'll get to meet uh, interesting folks like Joel Salatin, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business, and uh, as well as uh, Michael Cloud from the Center for Small Government, Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime. I'm really looking forward to meeting Carlos, as well as uh, Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine. She is going to be there, uh, just an outstanding activist. Uh, Peter Schiff is going to be one of the keynote, uh, keynote speakers, and just announced Prax Girl will be uh, speaking at the uh, the convention, Prex Girl, she has her own YouTube channel where she talks about really smart stuff that uh, I honestly need to spend more time looking at, Prexiology or something like that. I couldn't tell you what it is, but she's going to be there, and a lot of people are fans of Prex Girl. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, get signed up there, and if you use our discount code, you'll save 10%. The code, FTL2012. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, coupon code, FTL 2012, and you'll save 10%. And we'll see you at the Liberty Forum because we're broadcasting live from there. Let's go to Leslie calling from Kalamazoo, listening to WKZO. Hey, Leslie, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, I'm Hi. calling about the police breaking into people's houses to turn off their gas. Yeah, that's what's happened out in uh, Rhode Island over the last week. Right. Well, when I was a kid... The gas meter was in the house, and the guy had to come in the house to read the gas meter. Really? But th- could they shut it off from the outside? But Well, yeah, that was long ago. Hmm. Where I am now, they don't even have to come to the house to shut off my gas. Right. Wow. So they can do it at, like, central control somehow? Yeah. Interesting. And then, if you have problems and they shut it off, and they have them turn it back on... They charge you two hundred dollars. Wow! To turn it back on. So, so I think that is completely wrong. I don't think they have any reason to break into anybody's house to shut off the gas. Yeah, I mean, I suppose there's a possibility. All the gas turnoffs are outside. You would think so. I mean, I suppose there's like a remote possibility that this is just some old New England town where nothing has been updated in the last uh, 50 years, and they're still using all the old setups. But it would seem like a really bad business idea to have all of your valves inside people's homes. I mean, that seems terrible. Wait, like I said, it was 40 years ago. Thanks, Leslie, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Dave, listening in Montana, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. 
Hey, yo. Hey, Merry Dave. Everyone, everybody, man. Merry Christmas, and Christmas is every day. There you go. That's uh, a good attitude. Thanksgiving, every meal, and it could be a new year for you every day, too, man. You know, every day you get a new chance. Every day you get a new start on life. Uh, what you did in the past shouldn't affect you too much. You know, you shouldn't you shouldn't dwell on that, or it can really bring you down because we've all made mistakes. But every day you get the chance to right your wrongs that you've uh, you've made in the past and to create the new you. You don't have to be tied down to who you used to be, and I think that's important to keep in mind. Got any of these uh, cops down there in Florida, they stripped that guy naked for one purpose, to inflict the most pain possible that that uh, pepper spray could give. Well, and humiliation, too. things every inch of your body, but with no clothes on, man, that, and torture. That was torture. That, yep. they, they tortured that guy. Them people should be uh, prosecuted and punished to the extent of the law, man, just like if they were murderers. They they are murderers. Yep, they murdered that man. Absolutely, they t- they gagged him and they pepper sprayed him ten times in forty eight hours, and he died. Yep. And they found that there was nothing wrong. The, the investigation it's found that there was nothing wrong. It's disgusting. It is. But, uh, it, you know that's what the Patriot Nazi Act. They got that on their side now. You know, we're all terrorists to them in their minds. You know, they don't think of us as Americans no more. We're just potential terrorists. And you know, you're not exaggerating the because they... Whatever they want. Yep. yep. And you're not exaggerating either because they've actually sent out notices. The federal government has sent out notice to police departments saying that, you know, if you cite the Constitution, you're a potential domestic terrorist. Uh, you know, if you stand up for yourself, uh, you're a potential domestic terrorist. Talk about freedom, you're a domestic terrorist. And it's freedom crazy. Has become the enemy. No doubt. And, and people they if you talk about freedom and liberty, that you get everybody going, Well, you can't have freedom now. Come on, you know. Uh, you know <laughs> right. Everything changed after nine eleven. Yeah, it's disgusting. As though we had I freedom before nine eleven. The people that died on that day, if they knew what was done to their country in their name, I think they'd spit in the government's eye, man. They would. They, they, it's, it's disgusting what they're doing. Well, it's the only way they could drag us into the new one-money world, you know? They want one-world money, and if you don't take their central bank, they're going to bomb you. They're going to say you're a terrorist nation. Then after they bomb you, they set up their central bank and take your oil and take your lithium and stuff. You know, that, that, that's the American way, huh? You got it, Dave. Yeah, Thanks for the call, man. I hope you have a good holiday, and I appreciate hearing from you tonight. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Find, it's hard to find something to disagree with on that. I, You know, I was thinking about Dave the other day when I was driving home from a free talk live. Were you? Yeah, I haven't heard from him in a while, and I'm glad to hear that he's still calling in and that he's doing as well as he can. Yeah, well, it had been a few months, uh, and uh, he's he is a unique individual, that is for sure. Let's go to Vince, listening in Indy to WXNT. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian and Julia. How are you this evening, and wish you Merry Christmas. Well, Fantastic. Vince, thank you. Go ahead with your thoughts. I wanted to say I have the, the, the town in Rhode Island was Westerly. Yeah, I think that's right, yep. And it's uh, they're on the National Grid. I don't know if you want me to mention the company's name, but it's called the National Yeah, Grid. National Grid, yeah. And it says, we are pleased to let you know we're near the conclusion of the restoration process in Westerly and completing 
customer relights this afternoon. This was December 24th today at 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then they give, you know, if you're still in the relighting, call their contact center and all that. And it says to all the customers who were affected by the recent service interruption, which they turned off service to quite a few people, says thank you for the patience during the repairs. And, and we understand that the inconvenience that it occurred during the holiday. Right. I think they were, because they're part of these uh, national, uh, what they call NAP teams you know, where people are on the grid or haven't paid their bills. I think that's what they're probably doing because they had to go in and relight a lot of, sounds like they had to go in and relight a lot of homes. Well, they shut them, they shut them off. I mean, that's, that's what, what was happening this week was they, uh, you know, they had to go into homes apparently, they claim, and shut, shut off the gas uh, due to some sort of an, an outage. And so when, you know, when you shut off the gas, the pilot light doesn't light anymore. So, you know, when you turn the gas back on, you've got to relight the pilot light. So that's what's what's going on there. But the issue was that they were going into people's homes to shut the gas off rather than doing it from the outside of the house. And and the police were going into people's homes and and doing who knows what. Well, they've got the AMR readers on the outside, so... I don't get it either, man. And we've heard from we've heard from at least three people tonight who have uh, who have had experience in you know working with gas technicians, and they say there's always some sort of valve on the outside. So it just doesn't it doesn't make sense as to uh, what's going on there. Vince, anything else you want to share tonight? No, I just wanted to say I have I haven't called in a long time, and I'm glad to see you back on the see you on the airwave. Again. Well, thank you, Vince. It's always good to uh, to you know to be out of a cage. I thank you for the call tonight. Perfect. I appreciate hearing from you, and a happy holiday to uh, to you and yours. Uh, I I take Sundays off, but Julia, you're going to be here tomorrow. Yes, free talk live three days in a row. Ladies only uh, on uh, at least behind the mics tomorrow night. You mm-hmm. and Stephanie will be here together. And as I understand it, you guys have had a good time together when you've been on the air before. Tis true. So I will look forward to at least hearing some of it. And I hope everybody else has a great rest of their weekend. As I mentioned, we're going to be here throughout the holidays. So all next week, every day, we're live seven nights a week here at Free Talk Live. Join us online at freetalklive.com. See ya. On DVD for a limited time. Chase lives here. You move back here with my son. Yearly is a bold independent film about the struggles of a middle-class father as he fights to win back his family after being fired for sexual harassment. Reviewers call Yearly superb, amazing, and one of the most honest looks at today's modern man in marriage to hit the silver screen. I'm guilty of cheating on my wife. Winner of Best Feature at the Malibu International Film Festival and other festival awards including Best Actor and the Platinum Reel Award. Yearly set against the backdrop of the difficult job market and follows a flawed man who makes one bad decision after another as he faces the intrusive scrutiny of the courts. Why didn't you tell me you had a kid and a wife? Go to yearlymovie.com. That's Y-E-A-R-D-L-E-Y movie.com to own the DVD now before they're gone. You have no idea what it's like. You cheated on me. Click the Amazon link on yearlymovie.com and a portion of the sale goes to support Free Talk Live. That's yearlymovie.com. Are you firing me, Riley? 